Survive? I think he survives. I am. I am. I don't know I'm live. I'm live. Welcome back to Anarch Discussions. And yours is titled Magic the Gathering. Sorry. (laughs) You really gotta edit the game before you start. (laughs) What? Sorry. There was no apologies. Only death. Bring it. You want to play magic? We'll turn this into magic. No, 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 no. No need, no need. Um, so, uh, I recently fi- figured out why there was uh, so few uh, Nintendo Switches for sale. There was a... Uh, a semiconductor shortage, which uh, pretty much halted the production of them for a while. So there was a mass shortage in stores. In fact, the, the Nintendo president warns... Uh, I actually found this article on uh, IGN about it. I remember you talking about it. I think you brought it up the other day, didn't you? Yeah. Yesterday. The the yeah. article's from the 11th. Um, It says that uh, Nintendo president, uh, I am not going to be able to pronounce that, <laughs> has warned that while the company has been able to secure materials for immediate production of the semiconductors needed for Switch production, shortages may change that later in 2020. Well, I think a little bit happened now because they're already restocking with Switch lights and Switches here locally. So I think they had a little bit of a hiccup, and I think later on this year there's going to be a kind of a, a bigger deal. Probably comparable to the PS5 and Xbox Series X uh, deal. More than likely. I mean, that's typically what happens is, is right now there's a lot of people with money from you know, being quarantined and sitting at home, you know, people wanting to go out and spend money and stuff and do stuff because they've been sitting around a lot, you know, and with taxes and everything else coming in, everybody's like, you know what, I want this and this and this in case I got to go back into quarantine, you know? Yeah, because uh, for me personally, um, uh, I got my stimulus uh, just ahead of uh, a trip to a mall trip that we went on. And I went into the the GameStop there, and I didn't. I had no no plans uh going in there. I was just like, I want to see what I have, like what can get, what what looks good. And then we were getting ready to check out, and I was I asked the guy behind the counter. I was like, "You got a switch?" <laughs> I don't know. We're just completely spontaneous, and I have loved the decision that I made by buying that switch. I had been putting off buying a switch for so so long, and Finally bought one, bought Pokemon, bought Mario Kart, and just been playing the hell out of both. And I bought plenty of other games for it as well. We've both been... I mean, I bought I bought the Switch Lite with my taxes. Yeah. And Which I will thanks. do my best not to go on a rant about the Switch Lite. Please, because I bought it for the handheld reason. Like, I'm not really at home gaming all the time, but if I am, I'm playing with you and... You know. No, but you, you, 
miss out on the opportunity to like do streams and stuff off of your switch like you've made it to we have to, it's required that i have to use mine for anything that we've wanted to do content wise or uh group wise um i mean yeah i don't i don't really plan to stream too much off mine because we tend to play together so group wise it makes more sense yeah i understand opinion. that but you like I mean? yeah um i did so, buy plenty of like uh split screen games and stuff and multiple player games and stuff uh like brawlhalla was i think that was a free one uh but like i got several games that like we can do together as a group and i would really like to have like a uh a game night stream where like we would play probably like exclusively like party games like uno and like uh monopoly and stuff like that but like the switch versions uh of it so that would be awesome i mean because it would go along with the the plans for having like friday night Fortnite, and then the sunday podcast which is this uh, like i like to have like weekly shows that are like planned and like it's gonna be this on this day and then the rest of the week can be like the whatever's like that we plan like something that we haven't done in a while throwback specialties like stuff like that but i want at least a few core sets of regular occurring uh weekly programs for our channels Yeah, I would. I mean, I would like to. It's kind of hard right now, you know. I'm a, you know, I'm a young parent, so. Yeah. It's not always on my schedule. Like but... for uh, those of you that have that tuned into Gareth's channel, uh, with our, I'd say, uh, prodigal episode of this podcast, which kind of is not really premature update. Yeah, is what it's called now. Um will be called as soon as i get to okay. it um, i thought you had done it while we were preparing no but, um, no i'm slightly working on that stuff now while yeah we that's, were preparing. While that we was were going preparing to be technically the episode two of this podcast but this is now going to be the official second episode of this podcast um it was an okay update video we got a uh, a little haul of stuff from a local ga uh, card shop it was pretty cool um, I definitely recommend checking it out, but take the announcements with a grain of salt because obviously we have not been doing daily streams, sticking to the schedule or anything. Um, hell, that podcast quote unquote episode was recorded on a Monday. Granted, that Sunday was Easter, uh, so and we wanted to stick to Sundays, but it, with how all it worked out, it yeah, it kind of just. Uh, so we've been yeah. busy. We've been like, there was a like last week. My computer wasn't even on at all, and I feel horrible about that because like I'm not getting any content out at that point. And you're 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 not getting any content out, and yeah, yeah. And we did do but that magic also, stream. It was that, also a really big thing. Like last week was really big and eventful, so it was kind of yeah. You know, it was a little harder to get content out at that point. Yeah, and um, we, yeah, and the last the last stream that we did uh before this the the streaming of this episode was um 
a magic stream that was in multiple parts due to the fact that our camera setup was not connected uh great um we for my face cam in my videos i use this app called epicam um it works great local communication over wi-fi um i have had little to no issues with using it as a face cam but um with us uh uh, using it as a camera camera for a uh, full stream. Um, it didn't work that great, especially with uh, the fact that we were using the free version on Garrett's device and the we were using Garrett's computer, which is a laptop. So you can see where all the technical technical difficulties could arise, and you probably saw a little bit of those technical difficulties during the... Uh, the uh, Premature update slash uh, would be episode two podcast. Um, it it just we're working on the setups here. Uh, the best place for us to record group stuff is up My in Garrett's office, office. but that office has the the lesser, cheaper uh technology. Um, where my setup is um. Ex- it's been worked on over the last few years, but like I've been uh, doing and redoing setups and stuff for this kind of stuff for the last about 10 years, almost. Uh, it's getting close to there. I started doing uh, YouTube recording, whatever, anything at the very last day of 2012. So it's, it's, close to 10 years but not quite enough to where I'll be like I've been doing this for 10 years no it's like I've been playing Minecraft for 10 years but I haven't been doing content for 10 years um what is losing my train of thought here several times uh we're, cause I keep we're just, working on yeah we're just working on getting everything set up like it's like I got the equipment, it's, but I don't have the. It's a little space. hard right now. We're still working on stuff. I'm trying to get, and I don't have the equipment, but he's got the space. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you have the you have the space, not the equipment. I have the equipment, but not the space. Uh yeah. So it's funny how that all works out. Um. Yeah. Cause with as it stands right now, you have a laptop, a monitor a PlayStation, and an Xbox, and a microphone. And various yep. keyboard and mouse setups for whatnot. Various you have reasons. a couple of wireless mouses for what was going to be for doing the podcast video style that you probably saw in that one video that we did do. Um, it wasn't yeah, really showcased that much it. because like, you controlled the computer for the most part. I really didn't have anything to do with the uh, but they were sitting there, and they were looking nice, I guess. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, we weren't really doing much that day. I mean, we didn't really have anything to discuss. But yeah. I do want to circle back to the magic thing, because, I mean, I I kind of want to brag about Friday. I mean, I mean I, I'd like to brag about Friday, because, like, the, I got a pretty decent, like, legitimate win there. Like, I don't really win in magic hardly ever. And I no, was able no, no, no. to hold that on was, with that was that was not Friday. That was a different day. Friday okay, was what... the tournament. Okay, 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 okay. Hold on, I was uh, with the the stream. Uh, I was yes. referring to. Sorry, that wasn't Friday, but like I okay. 
Um, before you get into the details of Friday, I would like to say, like, I'm very proud of myself for being able to hang on, like, somewhat, uh, coasting with you against Logan, and then being able to, like, turn it over for the ultimate, uh, victory in that match, and I was gotta say, like, my strategy was pretty solid, and I am actually genuinely impressed by my ability to do that, and now you're free, free to talk about Friday. Okay, so... I'm going to tell you right now, because of that and my commander abilities now being changed to much greater warning techie, because I didn't get to play them. Mm-hmm. Um, but Friday, the card shop that Techie had mentioned earlier had a Popper Magic Tournament. Now, Popper means common or uncommon cards for people who don't know. And... It was the first tournament I've ever competed in. I didn't have a deck, so I bought one when I got there. Uh, a popper deck, anyways. I didn't have a popper deck. And so I bought one, and it turned out to be a sliver popper deck. And I placed second without doing any revisions to this deck that was built. And I lost to another sliver deck, which build each other up, feed off each other, you know what I mean? And... So, I'm pretty proud of that. Um, I won a couple of card packs. I won five bucks, and then I got a couple promo cards just for competing. And I would like to get Techie to go with me to the next one. I will I will see about it. Um, we all, With always, I got to work around uh, work uh, schedule. Yeah. So. Um, I, think... I did just catch my eye on an IGN article again. Another one. And it is uh, Nintendo-related once again. Of course. It but is. I think you're going to be intrigued by it. Okay. Okay. So I'm not I'm not going to tell you the the article name because uh it just gets right into it at the beginning. Um this article was published on the 16th uh a little early afternoon. Mario Kart 8, which includes the Wii U original and the Nintendo Switch Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, has become the best-selling racing game in the US history. As reported by the NDP group's Matt Piscatella, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Mario Kart 8 has finally surpassed Mario Kart Wii, which was released in 2008. While we don't know the exact sales numbers in the US, Mario Kart 8 was originally released on the Wii U in 2014 and has sold 8.45 million units globally. As of September 30th, 2020, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe was released on the Switch in 2017 and has as of the as of December 31st, 2020, sold 33.41 million units globally. Jesus. That's a lot. I mean, one of those copies is mine digitally. Uh that I bought immediately after after buying my Switch. I mean, I don't think they're in the numbers for that uh, because I bought mine in 2021 and those are as of like 2020. But with however many more there there were bought in 2021, I was one of them because like, that was one of the first things that I bought when I got my Switch set up. I was like, well, obviously I'm going to want to play Pokemon. So let's go Pokemon Shield. Boom, got it. And then right after that, Mario Kart. The first thing that I installed, however, it's Fortnite, but that was just a free game that was like, oh, let's hurry up, get something to play on, boom. 
But once I got home with it and got my card set up on it and techie carded away $120 on two games. <laughs> and then we went to Walmart and got, like, controller and, like, I had been spending another 40-something dollars at Walmart that day. So I spent, like, almost $500 on my whole Switch stuff right then and there. And then since then, I got carrying case for the whole stuff. And then I got a small carrying case for my regular thing. I got two more controllers for like actually being able to comfortably play with four players that way we could have three of the power a controllers with the the little buttons on the back and then one person can have the joy cons in the in the grip which is fine um i bought a nice pikachu edition of the power a uh for myself for my use and then i got two uh matte black ones for uh, the other users. I, so. I'm other users. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's always a battle on who doesn't get the uh, Joy-Con and the grip one because that's the least favorite. Even though, honestly, it's not that bad. Like, I played uh, I played Fortnite with the, the Joy-Cons and the grip and that was actually pretty decent. Like, it felt fine. Like, and I was very much not a person of wanting to use the grip or the Joy-Cons at first because I was like, that's just a square with the handles on the side. There's no way that's going to be working as a viable controller. And it does. I was surprised. I was genuinely surprised. Well, but I still I mean, like my Pikachu controller. Yeah, I don't blame you on that. But, I mean, you can't really go wrong with a switch it's a lot of fun for everyone yeah. like nintendo knows how to make consoles fun they like the 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 enjoyment factor of their stuff is just it's just very high it's a lot of fun it's mostly kid oriented but still that has that kind of like okay these franchises are this many this many years old so obviously adults are going to be in there for the nostalgia and just because they're still with the franchises that they love as a kid. Like, a lot of us grew up with Pokemon. We're still going to be playing Pokemon in our 20s and our 30s, just because why not? You know, like, there's no one to tell us no. Oh, there's plenty of people who are willing to tell us no, but that their opinion doesn't matter, so. But it's it's that charm that, like, they pander they pander to nostalgia and all that stuff and in vice versa like they can be kind of rude about it like they they make decisions and whether or not the fandom has an entire uproar about their decision they don't care cuz they know that you're going to buy it anyway like example pokemon and sword and shield people were infuriated and i mean infuriated by the fact that not every single Pokemon in all of existence was going to be available in that game. There was so many people boycotting it and so many people who would only buy it secondhand because they didn't want to give Nintendo the money directly. And I thought about going about that route because, like, the principle of it, like, yeah, not all the Pokemon are in there. I, I should be upset. I don't really know why I should be upset, but I guess it's a thing to be upset about. Like, I enjoy Pokemon and I would like all the possible pokemon to be in there 
but at the same time you have to realize that there's like there's like 900 pokemon now there there's a ridiculous amount of pokemon in there and that would just increase the file size and the whole like who's gonna who really needs every single pokemon possible in a single game like that especially when there's a bunch of garbage ones that really don't need to be in any repeat games um for, for example the pile of garbage himself garbador not only was he put into sword and shield he was given a gigantamax form that had like a freaking boat in it like what the what what the hell <laughs> But at the same time, it's like they knew you were gonna buy it anyway. Like, like at the end of the day, like Pokemon fans are gonna play the next Pokemon games. It's like you want all the Pokemon in there? <laughs> Screw you! Nope, not gonna happen. Luckily, with the Crown Tundra, they added like every legendary, which was probably a good softener to the blow of not having all the Pokemon. And then. A bunch of other, like, older ones returned with Crown Tundra expansion, but you have to buy the Crown expansion for that, which comes in the expansion pass, which is, like, I think it's, like, another 30 bucks, so you're spending a total of, like, 60 on the digital and then 30 on the expansion, or if you get the game secondhand, like, you can get it for cheaper price, but, like, at the end of the day, you're spending, like, almost double the money or or 1.5 the money just to, like, get... All those Pokemon, it's still not all of them. Like, there's Pokemon that I put in my Pokemon Home from my Pokemon Go that I still can't transfer over because they didn't add them. And the weird thing is, like, okay, in Pokemon Go, I caught a few Mewtwo's. Alright, they were in raids pretty commonly around the time that I was big in raiding and a lot of people around here were big in raiding. So I got a few Mewtwo's. I wanted to transfer one to the Pokemon Shield. Because I've heard that that was something that you could do. You could just, like, all the legendaries you could put in there. Alright. One, you have to have the expansion. Well, I have the expansion now. But you have to go into the max raid dungeon. And you have to, like, catch one there to have it registered into your Pokedex first. Before you can start transferring any of that in there. I was like, well, then what's the point? Like, if you have a Mewtwo in the game already, then what's the point of you transferring another one in? Like, maybe it has better stats, maybe not. It's just, like, it's the whole fact of, like, okay, I recently got the regular Articuno from the Max Raid Den. I'm currently struggling to get the freaking Kyogre, because even when I go in there with a super effective type against it, it still just survives, and then the raid's over, and I, I can keep going back and going for it, but... I'm still struggling with the Kyogre. And I really want Kyogre, because that was my favorite, one of my favorite legendaries ever. Um, Just because he looks really badass, and he was from my previous favorite entry in the series, which Shield has become my favorite. Um, Before that, it was Emerald. I know that, like, Ruby and Sapphire were the the main lines of that. I liked Emerald. I know that... Kyogre belongs from Sapphire, and I did attempt to play Sapphire, but, like, it was too much of replaying the same thing for me to bother uh, continuing. So, uh, I played Emerald. So, I had my Mudkip. I had it. I Everstoned it. Well, I did the trick until I got an Everstone, which was, like, smashing B when it was trying to evolve. Because, like, one, starters learn moves faster when uh, you keep them as their first form. 
And besides, I preferred Mudkip over the Evolved forms anyways, so I was just charging in, like, at some point with a level 50 Mudkip and just wrecking people's shit. Um, alright. And then, like... But that was that was my favorite game at the time, and Kyogre was the legendary that I wanted, uh, which is why I started Sapphire. But I got plenty of them in Go, and if I could transfer one over, I would. But I have to beat this Max Raid Den first before I can even begin to do that. So that's a whole thing. Um, is there anything you want to talk about, or am I am <laughs> I going to continue I rambling? Mean, shit, Taggy, what else you got? Fuck. <laughs> I could just go on tangents. Like, this This, this is, like... Th- this is one of the many reasons that I wanted to podcast. Is like, I, I could just go on tangents and go on for, like, an hour just, like, on one thing. Here, I'll take a nap. You keep going. How about that? <laughs> right? No, no, no. This, you gotta do your part here. Is there anything that you want to talk about? I mean, I'm just kind of... You know, really right now, I'm just kind of sitting here trying to make my computer run a little smoother and see what I can get rid of and see what I need, you know what I mean? Yeah, prioritizing and stuff. Um, yeah. I recommend defragmenting the hard drive at some point. Um, what do you mean by that? You don't know what defragging a hard drive is? Nope. Oh, you poor, poor little child. Um, I'll I'll have Logan walk it through in detail. Um, no, don't have way. Logan do it. Logan, make me feel dumb. <laughs> I'll make you feel dumb. I'm, why don't you just come up and do it? No. You're techie. You're supposed to be Mr. fucking do I'm not gonna. I'm not going to do shit for you. Don't. Techie. <laughs> Look, it might be my laptop, technically. Yeah. But <laughs> that true. doesn't that mean I have that. to defrag the hard drive for you. Um, well... Defragging the hard drive essentially, like, reorganizes your files to where they're more close-knit and compresses everything to where, like, you're using minimal amount of storage and uh, RAM for tasks, uh, basically to help your run your computer run smoother. So just come show me how to do it and not bring Logan into this, because Logan's just going to be a dick the entire time. Yeah, but then where's my fun? You get to be a dick. I mm, Logan's better at it. Well, you're not wrong. Well, is the is there anything you want to like bring up? Because I'm about to head back to IGN for another article. <laughs> Go back to IGN. I mean, right now I'm just kind of sitting here looking for something to talk about. I'm not really finding anything. Um. I mean, I would, I would like to get more of the uh, magic streams and stuff, but again, we gotta have the people and this and that, and figure out a time that works for everyone and equipment just, running properly. Yes, like uh, we could probably, we could probably install an app that would let us uh, stream to YouTube directly from the phone, because right, and apparently that's a thing that we don't have permission for from the app, which is weird, but alright. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah. But we will have to do more looking and researching and figuring out what the hell. Yeah. 
And like we do want to set up the switch uh for streams as well, like I talked about before. Um we'll probably run a, a test stream before anything, so if y'all see a test stream on our channels or whatever, know that the progress is being made and that we're working toward it. Or at least uh, attempting. Yeah. I don't know. Did you say that you ordered a second dock for us, or is that still on the docket of trying to get? Still on the docket of trying to get because they're out of stock. Okay. So they are. Because like right now our dock is set up in our living room, and we'll have to set it all up in uh, Garrett's office for doing the uh, stream. So. Our idea is to have one in the living room and one up there, so we can just undock and redock. Just take my switch and move it <laughs> whenever we need to. Uh, that way, setups less uh, complicated and takes less time. Which we are trying to do. Yeah. Right. Because one thing that I try to do with my setup personally is try to make sure that like whatever it is, I can just do it real quickly switch inputs when needed like um you started messing with the scene with different scenes in obs i in the years that i've been using it have not i've literally just been toggling sources manually and i'm thinking about getting into the scenes that way like all i have to do is hit one button then it switches everything over the podcast thing and then back and forth um because i got a keyboard short i got keyboard shortcuts to bring up my intermission, uh, mute my mic and the desktop audio, play music, and like with the uh, intermission screen. So like I hit four keys on my keyboard when I'm streaming, and that sends it into intermission. Where if I set up a scene for it, I'd probably only be able to have like I'd probably be able to get all of that done in one button, which would be nice. Um, same thing goes for starting up a stream. Like, I have one to start the stream, one to start the video at the beginning of the stream, and then I've got the mute, un, unmute uh, desktop audio and mic situation going on. So with all those, all that, like, that could probably be done with just using scenes and stuff for it to transition automatically, maybe. I, I don't know. Uh... I don't know. I I'll probably get it hooked up around sometime. I just I've been putting it off because like I have all these manual toggles and like I can just get to them pretty easily, especially when streaming something on a console. Like I can just have the free use of my mouse to click and unclick like all that stuff, so I don't even have to bother with some of the keyboard shortcuts either. Um. But unlike that, like when I'm playing PC games, like my mouse is obviously in use, so I gotta use keyboard shortcuts like crazy, um, to toggle everything. I am still scrolling through IGN for something worth talking about. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Like maybe we need to Yeah. And this one maybe. I mean we're not really putting anything else here to talk about. But on for at least a half hour. Uh, 
Okay, um, I got one here. GTA 5 could be free and on your phone. IGN Daily Fix. Today on the Daily Fix, Grand Theft Auto 5 is kind of coming to the to, to your phone. The gaming acclaimed GTA 5 already is... already a version like it on the phone. There yeah, multiple but, versions like well, it. Well, I think those are phone. older GTA. Is headed to the Game Pass where fans will be able to play it on PC, Xbox One, and Xbox Series S and X. As well as Android phones, probably via xCloud. The Electronic Software Association has announced it plans for the first all-digital E3 convention. While many of the usual suspects, such as Xbox and Nintendo, have confirmed their participation, there is no sign of Sony involvement just yet. And finally, Brian Altano stops by to share his Desert Island movie recommendations, and it's all presented by Movies Anywhere. Oh, that's a synopsis of a, of the Daily Fix video. Okay, well, um, yeah, there's that then. Okay. Uh, I know for a fact that like if you have like the this the remote plays of any of the plat main platforms like the Xbox app does a remote play. Um, you have to have an Xbox controller connected to your phone. Um, Steam has a remote play thing that you can do like a, a, a sort of keyboard and mouse setup on the screen, or you can do a controller setup on the screen. I believe you can also hook up a controller, uh, via Bluetooth as well. And you can play it over that. Uh, the PlayStation, uh, remote play has, you have to have a wire, uh, wi uh Wi-Fi connection required. But you can hook up your controller, you can use on-screen controls uh, for remote play that. Needless to say, you still have to have a different system running the game, but you can play it on the go on your mobile uh, as long as you re meet the requirements of the specific uh, game streaming app. So, you can play GTA V on your phone. As long as you have the proper phone, the proper connection required, the controller, or if it has the touch controls, you can work with that. I don't recommend the touch controls. Like I've used the PlayStation Remote Play touch controls, but and terrible. they work okay. They're terrible. The, I mostly just use them to navigate the menus and stuff because no, don't, don't oversell it. They're terrible. I'm not. I'm not overselling it. The thumbsticks? What the fuck? <laughs> uh, all I can say is what the fuck. Because, like... Uh, like, the thing about thumbsticks physically are, like, they return to their central position, and you can keep your thumb on them in that position. With the touch control ones, like, they appear wherever your thumb's put down that isn't already a button, and, like, trying to get the, the tension for, like, where you're turning it and having it default back to the center while keeping your thumb on the screen, not really an option. So, and, like, double-tapping it for the, the click in the stick, it just, it just, no, no. The fact that the touchpad button has to be double-tapped to even be responded as a tap is also really weird. 
and the bumper and shoulder buttons, like, uh, the, sorry, not the bumper, the bumper and trigger buttons, like, they are, uh, I mean, if you're navigating a menu, it's not nearly as bad, but if you're trying to play, like, a shooter, no, <laughs> just no. <laughs> if, yeah, no. Yeah. No, no. Not recommended. No. Definitely get a phone that can hook up to a Bluetooth controller, like an actual PS4 controller. If you're gonna use PS4 remote play, um, you can, you can technically use an, use an Xbox controller on PS4 remote play, and it will, it'll function. It won't function well, but it will function. So you can technically use an it. Xbox controller. To you to on your PlayStation that way, and I never had a problem with it. I had a few problems, like sometimes it didn't want to stay connected, sometimes it just like it didn't register the buttons right. So like it, it probably your mileage may vary on what like you what device you're using and, what, and like the connectivity of like your controller, because sometimes some controllers have a weird Bluetooth connection and some just like work like nobody's business. Um, it's just it. It depends on what device and what controller you're using, and yeah. So it, it's possible and it works. Uh, Garrett uh, had a perfect experience. Apparently, I had an okay, somewhat glitchy experience, but like it's possible. It multiple times, multiple times, I used it. Yeah. So that it just depends, I guess. So. And on top of GTA Five, you can play pretty much any of your console games on like the remote play. So, with Steam, there's ones that are compatible with the 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 game streaming stuff, and then there's ones that aren't. So you're not going to get that great of a selection on that one. Um, Xbox, I believe you can just do the whole gambit just like you can with the PlayStation. So, if you're going to do that way, I recommend the PlayStation one over the Xbox one just because if you're just using it to like set up a update or check something on your console or something like that the touch controls are good for like just a quick fix and go um yeah it requires a Wi-Fi connection but the Xbox one for the the Xbox version, like you don't get touch controls, you don't get like any simple navigations or whatever. So like you have to have an Xbox controller hooked to your your phone via Bluetooth. You can do it on any uh, internet connection, which I find is a great uh, feature. Because anytime that I wouldn't want to play on the go, I'm probably not on Wi-Fi. So there's that. So they, it's a trade-off, honestly. It's like Wi-Fi only, but you can use uh, the touch controls for basic navigation if you really feel like it, which can be very convenient. Or you can play on any network, and then you have to have a controller connected. So it's up to your preference at that point. And it's also up to what, what console you have, of course. Um, you can't really use a PlayStation remote play when you only own an Xbox. So. There's also that given information there. Yeah, you can't you can't cross brand like that. That's that's fucked up. Yeah, that don't work. Um, Nintendo's not like that a lot. Yeah, 
and honestly, the Steam one is buggy as hell. Like I've been, I, yeah, I've tried it's, it's so much like to, and I like I the, can, it, it takes it takes a really good Wi-Fi connection to even run it. Yeah, and then like the button mapping, like sometimes it just doesn't button map correctly, so you can't even play the game properly. So like Steam. The Valve Corporation, work on your stuff. Make it better. I'd love to have my Steam game stuff on the go. That'd be great. Right now, not happening. Dude. Okay, I gotta bring this up. Um, I might have gave up on bringing discussion ideas up and started working on me one shield. Um, I used Permander once, and he leveled up. <laughs> evolved. <laughs> evolved. Evolved. One, one use, he he, one use, and he's now Charmeleon. <laughs> yeah, um, I can't remember what uh, because they they do that to you, like they literally will do that to you in the expansion for uh the Isle of Armor. You go to the uh, for those of you who haven't played the the expansion, including you, Garrett. Spoiler alert: they give you one of the Gen One starters at the dojo that they send you to. That you cannot get around going to. Um, they send you this dojo. You're not even supposed to be there. The person who will not leave the station that you arrive at, he's supposed to be the one that goes for it. Like, he's there for the dojo. You get roped into it. You don't have a choice. Uh, but they give you one of the Gen 1 starters. I mean, they give you a level 60 Gen 1 starter in its base form. Why? Because everything in there is base level 60 what? and up. Like, That's... you use that thing once, it's a stage 2. Use that thing again, it's its final form. Like, you, it, it's just crazy, because, like, you've got a level level 60, like, Charmander. Like, I chose Squirtle, cause, but that's because I'm partial to the water type starters. Yeah. I chose Squirtle. I used him once. He became a War Turtle. I used him again. He leveled up. Became a Blastoise. <laughs> a Blastoise. Like, they each saw, like, one battle apiece as the prior forms. It was ridiculous, and it was funny, because they did that intentionally. Like, they gave you a sixty a level 60 starter. Fully knowing well that the it, it evolves at, like, 16 and, like, 32 or something like that. Like, I don't remember the exact levels, because it's been a while. Um, but... No, it's just like you start at sixty, because that's like the flat bottom basement for the expansion to sixty. Like you go to the Crown Tundra and like everything's like sixty five and up. So power scaling just like yeah, but uh, it's really funny because like you just use it and it evolves and use again and it evolves and then you're done with evolving. Like hooray, you know you're done. It's blast on. Um. And then they do the Max Soup stuff, uh, which I'm not going to explain it to you in details, but I'm going to let you know that that soup thing, like, not only is it edible by humans, but if a Pokemon eats it, it can then Gigantamax. Like, if it has a Gigantamax form. Obviously, feeding it to a Pokemon that can't gig- don't have it doesn't have a Gigantamax form, that's a waste of things. Because, like, the in order to make it, you have to get this material that's, like, rare and only shows up so often uh so i used it on 
by Blastoise. So in my Blastoise now, and I also used it on Gengar. So I've used this soup. No, I didn't use it on Blastoise. Uh, the thing about the starters that they give you is they can Gigantamax. So I just corrected myself on that. The 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 Squirtle slash Wartortle slash Blastoise was able to get Gigantamax from the gate. Uh, I used the Max Soup instead of on my Ur Urshifu, oh, which is uh, something that you get through the armor, uh, the Isle of Armor. And it's obvious that like you go on an extra special mission to make the the soup palatable for this Pokemon. I was like, nah, no, 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 no. You're going in the box, like Urshifu. I'm not going to use you for after this. So you go in the box. I'm going to use the soup on one Pokemon that I'm definitely going to use. And you can probably guess what Pokemon that is. Oh, I'm going to probably say Gengar. Exactly. I was upset that, like, the first time I Dynamaxed my Gengar in the main game, that it wasn't a Gigantamax. Especially when I faced the Ghost-type Gym Leader and they had a Gigantamax one. I was like, well, why doesn't mine look like that? Did some research. Ended up using the soup on Gengar, so now he got Gigantamaxes, and Urshifu still cannot, and he's still sitting in the box, because screw that Pokemon. He's pretty good competitively, but, like, not nearly as good as the Gengar that I built up. Like, he's got a great moveset, a great nature, great IVs, like, not, like, super, super top tier, but, like, he's, he's got the stats, and he's got the goods, and now he's got the Gigantamaxing on top of that. So, I'm happy with my Gengar build, and... I, I've shown him to other Pokemon, fellow Pokemon players that I know, and they're like, I don't want to mess with your Gengar. I'm like, you don't want to mess with a Gengar. On top of that, it's a level 100. Most of my team is level 100. The only thing that I don't have level 100 right now is my Blastoise from the Isle of Armor. And he's in the 90s now, so he's getting really close. And then I'll have a full team 6 of a level 100s, which is a Melmetal, which I got from linking my Pokemon Go and my Pokemon Home, transferred over to Shield. I got Gengar. I got uh, Metagross. I got Tyranitar. I got Blastoise. And then I have uh, Eternatus, which is the third legendary of the main story, which cannot Dynamax even. Even though he's the source of all Dynamaxing, he can't yeah. Dynamax. Like, he did Gigantamax in the story once, and, like, that form you can see in the Pokedex, uh, under his Pokedex entry. But you could not achieve that on your own for some reason, and there's no real reason to get it. Well, he's supposed it. to be the strongest Pokemon of, like, all time or some shit. Yeah, I don't use him hardly ever. I've used him to catch... The legendary giants. So I used him to whittle down health. So he's yeah. not the he's not the strongest on my team. He's not even remotely the strongest on my team. Um, his dragon move might make him that like uh like I think it's the eternal cannon now or something like that. Uh, I know it was Dynamax cannon at first, but the level the dragon move that you can learn after that. Uh, I I haven't even used him that much to remember the name of the new move. But it replaced the Dynamax Cannon because it was leagues ahead of the other one. And I wanted to have the same assortment of types of moves. So obviously the new Dragon move is going to replace the old Dragon move. Um, right. 
but I used Cross Poison. I used Cross Poison on all of the legendary giants. Let Regirock, Regice, Registeel, and Regidrago. Uh, I whittled down all their health down to pretty low in the red uh, over multiple turns because this cross poison is not very effective. But I'm actually going to keep it in the long run because anytime I want to catch something like that is great to whittle down health. Um, I have to get Regieleki from a trade uh, in order to have all of them on my party to get Regigigas. I found that out. So, that's going to be a whole ordeal. But, uh, until then, I'm not going to really do a whole lot in the Crown in the crown Tundra because the Max Raid Den has me stuck on Kyogre, and right now I'm kind of just mad at it. So I'm going to stay away from it for a little while and come back to it later. So anyways, how is your progression in Pokemon Shield going? Because I know you finished Sword. Um, I'm almost... I'm on Stone Side going against Alistair. Okay, okay. I haven't, that... I haven't played much. Right now I'm just kind of leveling stuff up. Yeah, but like... Where I could. Granted, uh, you've finished the entire story mode already in sword so you already know what you're doing with the exception of a couple gym leaders yeah so like this this is the type of pokemon players that we are he bought the the other game in the duo i just bought the expansions so like he More replayed the, the whole story i decided to do the the new the newer things oh no don't get me wrong i'm going to buy that next <laughs> Well, which one are you going to get it for? Are you going to get it for Sword, or are you going to get it for Shield? Since everything's already on Shield, I'll probably just get it on Shield. Okay. And then I can take Sword completely. And then I can transfer everything on a Sword and take Sword out of my system. Because it's a hard yeah. copy. Like, I don't know if I'll ever... Do... Then if you want to play, sword. you can just... I was going to say, if you want to, then you can. Because then you can catch the other Legendary, which is what I'm doing this for. Yeah. I could do it for Zacian, and I could get the expansion for that and go to the Crown Tundra and get Regieleki, and then transfer that to my home, and then transfer that to my uh, shield, and then I'll be able to get Regigigas. But that's going to require another purchase for me, so I don't know if I'm going to do that yet or not. Because uh, I'll try to get see if anyone wants to trade on online for to get me an, a Regieleki first. That way I can be like, can I do this for free? <laughs> or do I end up having to pay? You know. I don't have to pay. I'll probably end up having to pay. Well, that's the case. You can just buy the expansion for Sword. Yeah, you can just borrow the hard copy. Yeah. Save you at least 60 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so here's my current team. Are you ready for this? All right. Only one of them I have seen so far wildly in the wild areas, and it is Charmeleon, Ghastly, Eevee, Pikachu, Wartortle, Ivysaur. And for for that ghastly, 
You'll evolve it into Haunter, but then you're going to have to trade it to make it a Gengar. Or sometimes in the wild area, in the ghostly area, you can find a Gengar in the wild. Um, it's one of those, like, uh, like a strong-looking such-and-such Pokemon has appeared kind of deal. Like, where they're outside of the grass area, and they're, like, separate. Like, you'll you'll be able to find a Gengar that way. Um, other than that, I will trade and trade back so you can get yourself a Gengar. Um, because Gengar is just ridiculous. And the Gigantamax form of Gengar was voted number one out of all the Gigantamax forms. So, yeah, it's it's probably the top tier kind of thing to have in Pokemon Shield or Sword. Uh, yeah. Personally, the way I got Gengar was a little bit like, alright, okay, you know. I transferred him from Pokemon Go. In fact, like, half of my team is transferred from Pokemon Go. Why? Those Pokemon weren't doing anything else in my Pokemon Go. Like, that That was not my competitive Gengar in Pokemon Go. I forgot what you let me put my number as on shield when I was playing on yours, and, um... You what? I forgot what my number was on shield, and now I'm laughing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I can't stream this! <laughs> yeah, you can. Innuendos are allowed. Like... It's just like uh, adult humor being in child movies. Like, it's there for the parents that are watching with their kids. You know? Like, you don't know how many adults are, would watch, like, a stream of you playing Pokemon. Yeah, you're not wrong. It's funny because, like, Pokemon, targeted at kids. Mostly adults playing now. Uh, like, shooters like GTA and Call of Duty and stuff like that. Targeted older, like, mature adults. Mostly played by 12-year-olds. There's a lot of adults that play it, but... There's a lot of adults that play it, but there's a vast majority of kids that play it, and they really should not be playing it because it's not rated for them. It is rated M4 Mature, so that means 17 and up. So if you're under 17, stop playing Call of Duty. <laughs> Play Pokemon. <laughs> if you're an adult listening to this, play both. It's worth it. Yeah, if you're an adult listening to this, just play whatever the hell you want. You're If it's E for everyone, that means everyone, all right? If it's E10+, plus, like, you're over the age of 10 if you're an adult, so just go ahead and play it, you know. All right, gym challenge. It's like, ratings are for minimum ages. They don't serve maximum ages. Like, if it's a kid's game and you're an adult, go for it. Who's going to stop you? The ESRP? No. They're like, go for it. Oh, I fucking hate this map. I know what challenge this is. I fucking hate it. Which brings me up to a funny point. I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but there's a lot of, like, Lego sets that have an age limit of 99 years old. It's, like, from ages, like, 7 to 99. So that moment when you turn 100 years old and can't play with Legos anymore. 
Become champion hunters. It's like, happy, happy 100th birthday! It's a shame you can't legally play with Legos anymore! <laughs> And that's when you, that's when you're like, oh, I didn't realize this was going to be the consequences of living this long. I'll just, I guess I'll just end myself now. <laughs> when you turn 100 and you realize that you cannot play with Legos anymore, and immediately eat yourself at the nearest window. <laughs> Yeet! <laughs> Splat. <laughs> So I'm back on the on the on the hunt for uh on IGN and yeah, I saw a movement out of the corner of my eye and flipped the fuck out cuz I thought like Ryan snuck down here again cuz like she apparently can do that she's ninjas her way into my office No, it was Polly. Huh. Hi Polly. Fucking cat. Meow meow. Meow meow Polly. That realization when I have other cookies besides Oreos. <laughs> um Okay, right now I see an article I haven't clicked on it yet, but it's from April 15th, which was 3 days ago. Um Call of Duty Warzone players are being turned into zombie. Interesting. What is this about? Oh, it's the, it's part of the new update in the game. There's certain areas you can uh, be, and you die in those areas, and you become a zombie. And for as long as for as long as one of your teammates is alive, you stay a zombie. Weird. Okay, so that is that. That's interesting, though. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little bit of an education here right now. Okay, back before any of the the popular battle royales were popular, um, there was a Minecraft, uh, game type that people would play a uh, mini game in, on multiplayer servers. Uh, called yep. it was made after the Hunger Games. Yep. So, also known as survival games on there a lot of times for copyright reasons, but. Playing Minecraft Hunger Games, if you played on, I believe, the Hive MC server, they had the ability, like, when you die, uh, you would come back as a zombie pigman. And you could not damage anybody except for the person that killed you. Your goal was to kill them so you could return. If they killed you as the zombie pigman, uh then you were out. So it was like a double elimination kind of deal. So anyone who died, they got one more life and they can only come back for like for real if they killed the person that killed them. And if you get killed by a zombie pigman of someone that you killed, then you are out. Like you don't come back as a zombie pigman to like so there's no constant back and forth between zombie pigman kills. So that was an interesting mechanic, and I've been wanting to see something similar to that in the uh, newer Battle Royales. Um, and I think this is the closest that I've seen to it, because, like, yes, there's teams in this one, whereas in, in Minecraft Hunger Games, there was not. 
There was no teaming. It wasn't really allowed. Um, obviously, I've seen many YouTubers be like, okay, we're going to alliance until like the end and then we'll kill each other or whatever which was really only okay if you were doing it for a video for like youtube like if you just were doing it and not making anything out of it then you kind of seen as someone who's just trying to cheat the system and like whatever teaming's not supposed to be allowed so it's whatever but with this it's relying on your team. So, like, if someone in your squad is still alive, then you are a zombie, like, when you come back. Which I think is a really cool mechanic, and it does breathe some new life into the secondary life uh, mechanic for Battle Royales. So, I hope they do come out with a solo version of this to where it reminisces the actual zombie pigmen mechanic from the Minecraft Hunger Games. Because that, that would be, be cool. pretty cool. I would love that. I'd be playing solos all the damn time if I could do that. I'd be like, alright, here we go. Even if I die, I'll come back and I'll be a zombie. If I kill whoever killed me, I'm back in this shit. So, Polly, could you not? I'm, I'm podcasting here. No sneezing. Rude. That that'd be great. I would love for that. What else is on here? Uh, that's about MLB the show twenty one, which no. Oh man, dude. Rainbow Six Siege. I know this is not gonna be like Trust me, what 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 it's about is great, but like with how toxic the lobbies are in Rainbow Six Siege, you can't really get into it, but it's gonna be pretty cool. Anyways, they add Rick and Morty bundles that celebrate Pickle Rick and the Gromflamites. Okay, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege has added two Rick and Morty bundles. One that celebrates the iconic Pickle Rick, and the other honors the villainous Gromflamites. Each bundle costs 2160 R6 credits. Around $15 to $20. And each one includes a skin for a character and a weapon and a charm. And a little bit more. The Smoke Pickle Rick bundle includes the Rat Pickle Rick suit. The Rat Rick, uh, no, the Pickle Rick Rat suit. Sorry, it was just a whole mess. And headgear from the Defender Smoke. The Portal Gun Attachment skin. Okay, the Portal Gun Attachment, uh, and Weapon skin. And Pickle Rick Charm. The Sledge uh, gets the Gromphalonite. I hope I'm pronouncing this right, because I do not remember the Gromphalonite like, from the series. Bundle includes the uniform and the headgear for the attacker Sledge. The Federation Defense Adva Attachment skin. 
Okay, so I'm guessing the Gromphomite are the like the galactic uh, economy kind of deal, the government that he's against, because that's the only thing I can deduct from this. I don't remember the term being mentioned, but um, a skin for Sledge's M590A1 and a SEAL Team Rick charm. Steel Team Rick! Steel Team Rick! Like, oh yeah, they're gonna save Grandpa! No, we're gonna kill him! No! <laughs> I know I paraphrased that, extract, but. We're gonna extract him and then we're going to kill him. Like, I like the first part, but not the, sec not the second part. That one I have concerns about. <laughs> I'm on. I'm on the hunt for more articles. You going? You can do it. Otherwise, you can come up here. We can just start playing a game. Or we could play, you know, a video game, which we've barely done in the last couple of weeks. I blame life. I blame life. Oh God. You know what game I really want to get into, but like we just haven't gotten around to, and you haven't bought yet. Cyberpunk. Yeah. Well, the thing I is, know there's if some we issues do anything with it. right now. We're gonna what? have to do it. If we do anything right now, it's gonna have to be on Steam or Stadia. Or Stadia. Sorry. Yeah, you just uninstalled Steam, so that's not an option anymore. <laughs> It would be. It would have to be done on Stadia. Yeah, which understandably so. Like I have it on Xbox. I, I think I pre-ordered it on Xbox. Because um, my Xbox doesn't have a Game Pass right now, and my PlayStation is out of PlayStation. Honestly, I'm, get paid. I was thinking about getting it again on Stadia. So I'm out of PlayStation Plus until I get paid. So. Like I I want to get more stuff on Stadia because like even though my computer can handle most of the games that I'm playing, whatever. Sometimes streaming causes it causes it to lag, not favorable. Uh, which means if I use Stadia, then a different computer somewhere else is running the game. I'm just streaming it to my my computer and then I'm streaming that to YouTube which is significantly less taxing and causes significantly less lag so for games like Fortnite which hardly ever lag on stream lately um, there was a time where it did quite a bit and I fixed that um, Fortnite runs fine there isn't even a port for that on Stadia so that's not even an option anyways um, Minecraft r runs fine, at least on my end. Yours runs like garbage. Yeah. You know, it can run on a phone, which says a lot about the computer, apparently, at this state. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, Call of Duty, like, that causes quite a bit of stream lag. I wish there was a Stadia port, but there's not. Um, But I do enjoy my PC version. 
Uh, it does, regardless of what you see on stream, as far as like frames and stuff like that, I don't experience pretty much any of that lag. Like, I will call out when I experience lag. I'm like, ooh, eager gurg, like lag, like rubber banding. Like, I call it out as it happens. Um, it happens occasionally, not nearly like as often as it appears on stream because I'll look over at OBS and I'll be lagging like a motherfucker. And on my on my main monitor, I'm not lagging at all. I'm like, I'm experiencing great gameplay. You guys are suffering and I apologize. But something with OBS and like streaming something that top like quality because you guys might be experiencing 1080p game like on YouTube and if I could do more, I would. Because my main monitor is a 4K monitor, so I'm pushing 4K anywhere between 45 to 60 frames per second, per depending on the game. So my gaming experience itself is fine. Like, I have little to no issue. Streaming it can be an issue sometimes. And I do apologize for any performance. I will try to get a new processor in here because the processor that I have in my computer is probably what's lagging all this down. Like, I've got a great graphics card. I got a 2060 Super. Granted, that's nowhere near a 3080, but I don't need a 3080 for what I'm doing. Um, a 3080 would definitely improve what I'm doing. Be great. Um, but what I what I have for a graphics card is great. Um, my power supply unit, my RAM, like I got a 750 power supply. I got like 16 gigabytes of RAM, and the recommended uh RAM for Call of Duty is 12. So I've got RAM down, like. OBS doesn't use that much more RAM on top of it, so it's probably pushing maybe like 14 gigs of RAM at the most, and I've got 16 to work with, so that's not the issue. Running everything on my computer is an Intel Core i5, and my motherboard requires an Intel processor, so I'm going to have to upgrade to a 7 or a 9, and I'm probably looking more towards the 7 just for expense reasons and the fact that the 7 would be able to do it just fine. Um, 9 is just future-proofing and getting a little bit ahead, which I don't need to do just yet. If that comes to it, I will, and it'll probably be cheaper then than it is now. So, not to worry about it. But with that said, my system can run quite a bit. My system can accomplish quite a bit. Compared to Garrett's laptop up there, which is technically yeah. my laptop, that it's, it's great. Much. It's like do I, my computer is, is leagues above that laptop. Like it, it just smokes that laptop, hands down. Which that laptop originally was just my get by until I got a better computer. Computer, because I had my gaming laptop. I had my Republic of Gamers Asus laptop that I use for the majority of my channel's history, and if. It worked great. Blue screened on me. It's dead. It's not coming back. There is no future for that thing. Is a glorified paperweight. I don't even know where it's at right now. Bought this HP Inspiron laptop that's currently sitting in Garrett's office just to get me by, just to get computing done, just to get some videos edited, just to get me by. Play Minecraft. For what I'm doing, kind of. Yeah. Currently, it's what Garrett's using as a get-by computer. It gets a spy. It functions. It may not function well, but it functions. And it serves a purpose. It 
putting videos on his channel, whether they may be laggy sometimes, maybe sometimes they have to be in multiple parts because the stream cuts out. It's it it's a work in progress here. We're 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 gonna get him a new computer. Like it's it's gonna be fine here in the future. Um, but this is the get by computer. Um, the computer that I have now leagues above it, but at the same time, it still runs into some issues when streaming. So the answer to that is easy enough with using either PS4 Remote Play or Stadia. With PS4 Remote Play, that is what I've pretty much exclusively been using just for my GTA content because most of my stuff on GTA is on my PS4 profile for the game. I do have it on Steam. I do have it on the Epic Store for PC. Both. I do have it on Xbox, but I have not spent nearly enough time to compensate for a Switch for my content uh, over to any yeah, other platform. Oh. The what now? What? What? I said time or money. Yeah. Um, if I wanted to, if I could just take all the microtransactions that I took on PlayStation back, I could fund my other account that I, of my choice to where I am today on that. But I'm not going to get into that too deeply. Um, the main point is my GTA stuff is on PlayStation. I use PS4 Remote Play, and I streamed that from my computer through OBS onto YouTube. That is by far the least taxing stream that I do on my computer. All it's got to do is run the console from the local network. Literally, they're both attached to Ethernet. The router's in the same room. It's the shortest distance for all the data to travel. It is the easiest on my system to stream. I would love to stream a lot more GTA, but we really don't have anything to do other than random missions or whatever or just fuck around. I would like to get the role-playing series that I would want started. Hopefully we can get to that here in the near future. But these will say like GTA is one of the easiest things for my setup to stream because it's the least taxing on all of my systems. PS4 Pro can run the game no problem. Can stream the game no problem with the Ethernet connection that I have. The computer runs the software for both OBS and remote play just fine. No issues there. And then it just broadcasts out. Easy peasy. Stadia. Very similar, except for one of the uh, hardware for that isn't even remotely near where I am. I don't know where the nearest Google like server area is for it, but like off in like maybe Chicago or something like that, like Server rooms with Stadia computers running games that are streaming to people's Stadia devices. Whatever. Whether it's the Chromecast Ultra, which I have, and the Stadia controller, which I have. Could do that, but I prefer to use my PC for it. Um, thus for allowing me to stream said things. Uh, we do most of our Destiny content with using Stadia. We've done plenty of uh, PS4 remote play streams with it because PS4 is... Well, PS3 is where I started playing Destiny. PS4 is where I started playing Destiny 2, and then, like, beings that cross-save is enabled, no matter what I'm running Destiny 2 on, I'm playing with the same character and everything. So going transitioning from PS4 remote play to using Stadia for the streams, absolutely 
no difference other than the fact that I'm actually able to use a keyboard and mouse to play Destiny, which I started doing on Steam prior hand, and that is actually where I've developed most of my first-person shooter keyboard and mouse skills, is it's a lot more slower paced. I don't have to worry about PvP if unless I don't unless I want to go do PvP. With that large, mass expansive, like multiple world PvE experience, I'm able to just work on my shooting, dial it in, and then I can transfer most of that uh, mental, like muscle memory into Call of Duty and stuff. So that's why I've been playing more Call of Duty and stuff with keyboard and mouse. Mostly because it's better for shooters to use a keyboard and mouse. So with all that transition in there with Stadia, that's where I do my Destiny content from now. And if it would cross-save my Dead by Daylight stuff, I would automatically be already over there as well. But I'm going to stick to the Windows 10 version for the foreseeable future, uh, mostly because I have spent quite a bit on getting my Ghostface stuff, getting my expansions, my other killers. You know it's, you know it's cheaper on Stadia than PlayStation? Yeah, Um, I might slowly build up the same amount of stuff on my Stadia profile, but Dead by Daylight does not cross-save, even though it is cross-play. It is yeah. funny. The two games that I currently have on Stadia are like polar opposites when it comes to cross-platforming. Destiny 2. Yeah. Cross-save. You can ha access your stuff on any device like that you're linked with that Bungie account or whatever, too. Like, you want to play on on Stadia, you want to play on Steam, PlayStation, Xbox, whenever you log into that same uh, Bungie account, you have that stuff there. It's your same character, same weapons, same everything. You just continue where you left off. Dead by Daylight. You can cross-play between systems, but you don't act, you don't have the same stuff when you log into a different system. Like my Windows 10 is one I like I have been on PC so I can game in 4K, have that great crisp quality. Um that gets condensed down to a sharper 1080p than a regular any 1080p to go to the stream. Yeah it lags one of the biggest culprits of stream lag versus not experiencing the actual game lag. But it is what it is. My stuff is on there, so I'm kind of stuck. Um, I could eventually buy all the stuff on Stadia that I have on Windows 10 and start using Stadia so it would stream cleaner. So that might be what I end up doing, but I might also hold out for potential cross-save because most cross-play games cross-save, like Fortnite. All my stuff on Fortnite is available on my PC, on my PlayStation, on my Xbox, on my Switch, and I can play with any other platform that I want. And that is great. It is one of the most solid cross-play experiences out there is on Fortnite. But with Destiny 2, you can't cross-play with other platforms, but you can cross-save, which is almost as good because like, if you have a buddy on Xbox that you want to play Destiny 2 with, and you have an Xbox, but you mostly play on PlayStation. You can just log in, and all your stuff's there. And you're playing with people on Xbox. Like, that option is available to you if you have the equipment for it. Great. That's a, that's close to the full cross-platform experience, but it's not there yet. With Dead by Daylight, you have that cross-play experience. you like, okay, you have one system. and Like, 
this is for the people who only own one version of the game on one system and it works great because like you have all your stuff right there and it's not go you can't take it to a different platform no but you can play with people on other platforms so it's a trade-off like if you have multiple consoles and stuff like i do cross save alone can work out well as long as you're only playing with one or two other people that are you they're using the same system as what you're going to be using with the cross play without cross save i'm stuck with one version like i have it on switch now as well as uh on stadia and i have it on playstation i believe and i also believe it i have it through game pass on xbox so like i have it on multiple platforms what what type is best to use against gengar Hmm. I th- I'm thinking that's psychic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Half of my moves with Gengar are psychic. So. Okay, so and one of those moves is Gengar. hypnosis. Hypnosis tends to land first. If I put your Pokemon to sleep and Dream Eater its life away, then there's no getting around my Gengar. Okay. Well, what's the easiest way to get around Alistair's? Probably uh, hypnosis and Dream Eater. <laughs> Like, that's a deadly combo. And, like, you can use Destiny Bond to even if you lose, they lose. So, I got that, and I got Shadow Ball just for, like, a powerful, strong attack just to, just because. So, my Gengar is top tier. Uh, I'm trying to regain uh, my Transphobic. Gigantamax. I love the Gigantamax for Gengar. It's so great. Um, it was like half on the ground. Yeah. 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 Um, but More turtle. Yeah. But in, in the long long story short, it's like I do want to do more stuff on Stadia, so it's easier on my device and like streaming smoother and everything like that. So, with Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, I might also get a copy on Stadia and we can start doing stuff for that on Stadia. Because from what I'm hearing, it's very similar to GTA Online, and that works for me, because that is a great type of game to have. Because then we can just do shit, and it'll be good. Uh, I'm trying to think of something like... I wish we could get into uh, Rainbow Six Siege, but if we try to do on console, that's a very toxic player base. We have a lot of tryhards that use uh, uns- like illegitimate methods of getting keyboard and mouse play on console. Keyboard and mouse is not officially allowed on Rainbow Six Siege console versions. Yet a lot of people are getting those like USB like uh fake or like fake outs where like okay the keyboard and mouse are set up to be recognized as a controller. So that means a lot of people are cheating the system, getting that 
extra advantage of playing with keyboard and mouse, that extra accuracy, that flick shots, whatnot, while playing on console, and there's not a like a good enough system in place to ban those people. So it is a horrible experience. I have a few streams on my channel when I'm trying to play Rainbow Six Siege on PlayStation, I believe. And it was an absolute mess. So I do not recommend playing uh, Rainbow Six Siege if you're wanting to stick to playing legit on console. PC, however, obviously allows keyboard and mouse. Obviously, a lot of player bases keyboard and mouse, but the competitiveness, like you thought people in Warzone, like was like competitive up the ass. No, they have nothing on Rainbow Six Siege. Like these people are the classic like CS:GO kind of like, like serious shooter players. Like you either get good fast or you don't bother. So. Rainbow Six Siege, as much as I love first-person shooters and as much as I've seen content on Rainbow Six Siege and like the game itself, can't get into it. I'd love to, but I just can't. Like, I've I've honed a lot of skill with keyboard and mouse uh, playing shooters, but I am nowhere near the, uh, the uh, level of people on Rainbow Six Siege, so... I mean, I would love to get the, the skins for it for Rick and Morty and stuff. Like, I got a few skins and stuff, like, uh, I put on it, and, like, I played a little bit, and even though it was an absolute horror show, um, they did have a PvE mode, and I re-enjoyed that, but, like, apparently it's temporary, like, it's a, like, a every so often limited time mode for Terrorist Hunt, which is the PvE, so... It's not worth playing regularly if, like, you only want one mode that's not there all the time. So, you can correct me if I'm wrong about the availability of Terrorist Hunt, but I... You gotta show me how to, like, get to it on a regular basis if that's it, because I'm not seeing it all, like, most of the time. So, I haven't checked recently. They might have brought it back, like, and saying it's full-time for ridiculous. But... It's just melting all my Pokemon. <laughs> I it's using hex, dude. Like it's not letting me make a single fucking move. Nothing, dude. I beat that with one Pokemon. Okay, let me guess. You used fucking uh Melmetal. No. What'd you use? I used my Gengar. Exactly, dumbass. I don't have a Gengar. Well, get a Gengar. <laughs> I'm gonna punch you in the throat. No, no. You gotta remember, like this was at a time. This was at a time in the story that I could not get Mel Metal to listen, but like once per battle. And granted, when he'd listened, he'd murder. But <laughs> yeah, it's just like uh, trying to fight with a reluctant deity. It's like destroy them. I can, but I don't want to. <laughs> and he's taking hits, and I'm like, do something. Dang, and then when they finally decide to do something, it's just like, complete annihilation now. And then they kill us. It's like, alright. Took you longer, took you 14 turns, but you killed them. Hooray. One shot. Could have ended this from the start, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
So I focused on Gengar, and I focused on some of my other things like Metagross and Tyranitar throughout the uh, sto- main story. But after I was able to beat it, and then everybody was able to listen to me, it was all about getting everybody up to level 100 and using Melmetal at the front of- front end of it. Because he can he can one-shot just about anything that comes into the come into his path, and he doesn't get any of the experience for it. It all goes to whoever's not a level 100. So right now, anybody that I use that isn't Blastoise, all the XP gets funneled to Blastoise. Because he's the only one on my team right now that is not level 100. So. I got that going. And, uh... Fun fact, if you get to a certain point after the main story of Crown Tundra, you get called back uh, by Leon... Uh, asking a favor of the old champion to the new champion kind of deal. And they start this thing where you can go back to the Winden uh, gym and do regular tournaments. So, that's fun. Um, I only did the initial tournament. I haven't gone back for another tournament right now. Uh, what I expect to do... Is, this is a team tournament. So, you pick one partner. I obviously picked Marnie because, you know, reasons. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, obvious reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I'm gonna wait until all of my Pokemon in my team are level 100, and then I will go back and I'll start murdering again. Because I, I just I used Melmetal and I used Gengar pretty much exclusively during that tournament, and I just wiped the floor with everybody. Right now, I'm going to level up my. Pokemon. Alright. But I think we should probably end this. Um, I gotta go babysit for Logan tonight. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Um, so I'd like to thank you all so very much for watching, uh, listening, sorry, to this episode of Anarch Discussions. Um, if you're new to the channel and haven't done so already, please do subscribe. It is very important to both of us that we get our subscriber count up so we can get more views get more publicity get more out there do more collabs with other creators and start actually earning a income from this as our jobs which is our end goal of course if you liked this please do hit the like button is very appreciated um and make sure to check out garrett's channel down in the description below um check out the other important links down in the description below as well I mean, Techie basically said it all, except for be sure to check out his channel. <laughs> well, from my end, you're already checking out my channel. Well, but yeah, my, there is a version of this yeah. on Garrett's channel that if you're watching it on his channel, come check out my channel, of course. Um, Yeah. And don't forget, he's a big bitch. Right. Uh, what? 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 What'd she say? What'd she say? What'd she say? Until next time, uh, shut your mouth.